Hey, Think Realty, thank you so much for joining us today. Whether you're downloading this by way of podcast or watching it on YouTube or any of the other channels we put it out on, thank you so much for taking a few minutes out of your day. We'll try to make it short, concise, sweet, and a lot of content for you um, that provides a lot of value. Before we jump in and I give you uh, who our guest is today, uh, I want to say a quick thank you to Real Property Management. Uh, Real Property Management. Uh, is a great property management company. Working with the right property management company can put more money in your pocket, not less. Real Property Management provides a higher standard of property management to make sure you maximize the return on your investments. Experience the real difference with Real Property Management. Visit Real Property MGT. That's realpropertymgt.com. Uh, I'm excited for you today uh, if you are watching uh, because we have a fantastic real estate investor for you. Um, and uh, he's coming all the way uh, to us. Uh, actually, so I'll let Brandon tell a story. So this is Brandon Cobb. Brandon, are you on with us today? Hey, Eddie. How you doing? It's an honor to be here. I almost started jumping in and telling some of your story, but I'm going to let you do it, okay? So uh, if you don't mind... Uh, Tell us how you got into real estate and, and what, you know, really started, you know, you down this path. Yeah. So once upon a time, I was a medical device sales rep and like, you know, unlike a lot of people, I didn't have this story where I hated my job and I needed to get out. I actually loved what I did. And it was so, I had a lot of, um, fulfillment in what I was doing to be in the hospital every single day, helping surgeons sitting side by side with the patients, making a difference in the before and after of what my products were doing. I mean, I, I thought I was just the hot stuff. Young guy in his twenties. I did a lot of sports medicine products. So I was the guy that would come in and do some stuff with your shoulder, do some stuff with your knee. A lot of athletes were the ones that I was, was helping. And, uh, you know, things were rolling. I was, I was pretty happy and I was pretty satisfied. And, I remember one Friday, uh, my boss said, hey, you know, I want to meet you at Starbucks. And so I decided to go out and, and meet him at Starbucks afterwards. And I was so excited that day. I had just had a really good surgery uh, with uh, the top surgeon that we were trying to get. I had a really good power trial at this hospital. So I had a lot of really good news for him. So I walk into Starbucks, and I'm, I'm so excited to give him the good news. And then he sits me down, and he fires me. Hmm. And I'll never forget the feeling of shock that I had that came out of that meeting. I remember thinking, well, I've got this rookie of the year sales award and, you know, I've got, I got all these sales awards and, you know, I'm working and, and things are, are, you know, things are happening. Like, like, why did this happen to me? What's going on? And that was when I really realized that nobody was going to look out for my financial well-being, but me, you know, with these companies, it's, you can work as hard as you want, put in all the blood, sweat, and tears. And at the end of the day, the company has to do whatever's best for the company. And for whatever reason, that was letting me go at the time. And, you know, hindsight 2020, it's you know, probably the single greatest thing that's ever happened to me. But that really started my path on this, this entrepreneurship journey that eventually led to real estate. That's great. It's, uh, it's always a great story hearing, uh, obviously, you know, somebody that made a successful transition and didn't live in that spot of, of defeat. And, and I love that you've made that transition. I know you have built a very successful business now uh, in real estate. So tell us where you're located and what type of business you're in. Yeah, so we're located in Nashville, Tennessee, in the surrounding suburbs. You know, our company is HBG Capital. Our primary focus is to help investors build their dreams, achieve their legacy, and impact those close to them through unique real estate investments. And right now, we're heavily focused on 
creating and inventing neighborhoods that are targeting entry-level homes. So, you know, I use the word affordable housing, but not Section 8 or government housing. I'm talking about less than 10% of the homes being built today are into families that can actually afford them. So we build entry-level housing, and we've got to focus on build-to-rent communities. Yeah, very good. Um, with that being said, I, I want to jump off into real estate now. Um, because I know a lot of our viewers, we have a lot of sophisticated viewers and we have a lot of new people that come in and, um, and we have many of them that were hurt in the last uh, downturn, the Great Recession, right, 2008 to 2010. And a lot of them were hurt. Uh, some of them didn't make it and now they're back. Some of them barely made it uh, and some of them were very successful. Um, but that word new construction, when there's uh, recession activity happening all around us in the economy, kind of freaks a few people out. And uh, so I want to hear your take on build to rent. And uh, if you don't mind, just kind of give me the overview of what you think the benefits are and, and why we should consider it in this marketplace. Yeah, so whenever I think of whether or not an investment is going to be a good fit, whether it's real estate or anything else, what I've got to think about is, is money going to continue to pour into this asset class in whatever economy we could potentially face? You know, everyone's talking about the recession, you know, that we're currently in or we're about to be in. And the question you need to ask yourself is, what are the asset classes that money is going to continue to pour into? And so whenever you can invest in a cash flowing asset or an asset that's going to have a ton of equity, then you've got a lot of insulation in the event that that asset class either takes a hit or, you know, might go through some kind of downturn. You know, everyone's saying, especially, you know, single family housing right now is is doomed. It's had a huge run up. You know, it's it's going to come crashing down. You know, whatever the the headlines that that uh, grab eyeballs are, are going to say. And you when you're looking at this type of asset class, you've got to ask yourself, is money going to continue to pour into it or not? And for us, when we're able to go in and rezone a piece of land and build a ton of equity from the get-go, that provides a lot of insulation. When we're able to circumvent supply chain issues and you know stock our warehouses and make sure that we've got all the products available to execute on the pro forma of these developments, that's that's going to mitigate a lot of the risk of the development. If we can control a lot of the risks, which a lot of people couldn't back in 2008 and 2009 when everybody was going under because, you know, you didn't have to put any money into the deal. Uh, it was a bubble. People were just buying things because they had access to capital and and they could do it. It's it's not the same type of environment. So we're really focused on being able to build product types that not only have a ton of equity that we create on the front end, but mitigating the entire process of constructing these developments to make sure that whatever happens on the back end, interest rate risk, uh, increases in cost, uh, maybe the rents go down a little bit, that we're able to mitigate all those issues and have a successful product. At the end of the day, we wanna have a lot of runway built into the deals that can stomach whatever the economy throws at it and have a cash flowing asset. Sure, yeah, that's really, really good. Thank you for the explanation. Um, the way that you structure it, I think, is a, is a little bit different than maybe some others do, uh, in that you let um, others come in as more just capital providers, investors, uh, talk about the strategy by which you know you allow people to get in because I think that 
you know, a lot of people love this idea of build to rent, but maybe the, the fear of jumping from flipping homes to building new homes or, you know, buying or developing land um, kind of scares a, a few people. So for those that are, that are out there that are interested, um, how do they engage with you and what does that look like for you? Yeah, so every type of structure we do is usually a syndication model. And what basically we do is pull investor funds together. Those funds are then used for a few things. One, it's usually designed to go out and get a loan from the bank to do the construction. We use that money for startup costs. So one of the biggest things when, you know, we were looking back and I was talking to developers who have been doing this for, you know, 20, 30 years. And I said, you know, what would you have done differently or what have you seen your your competition or your friends who were in the space, what mistakes did they make? And a lot of it revolves around liquidity. And so one of the things that we do when we raise funds from investors in these syndications is we'll do something called startup costs, mm -hmm. which is basically some liquidity to go out and get the project started. The framing packages, um, the foundation packages, you know, doors and windows, whatever we got to order. And that provides a revolving door of liquidity so the projects don't freeze. The next thing that we raise for is we do an interest escrow account. So that makes sure that we've got a performing note for the entire life of the project. Usually we borrow an additional eight to nine months of payments just in case the project gets delayed for whatever reason. And then we usually charge a small GC fee, something just to cover the operational costs. What this does is it sets the development up for success. So you've got an operator that's got a little bit of money no cash flow issues you got plenty of liquidity to execute the project that revolving door of liquidity and the startup cost to make sure things can get going very very quickly so as we are able to pull these investor funds together and go out and find these deals we secure our investors uh, capital into the llc and then the llc which they're a part owner of then also owns the project that we're executing on that's awesome and uh I think for, for us, um, you know, real estate investors that um, are, are looking at that, I, I love the idea of a syndication model with that. Now, let me ask you a quick kind of qualifying question on that. Are you syndicating uh, entire developments or single houses at a time? Um, and kind of what's the typical investment strategy for, for your investors? So it's the entire community at a time. And mm -hmm. so as we build these communities and we build these houses and we're either doing a build to sell model where we're focused on entry level buyers, usually first time home buyers because they make up the majority of the market right now, or we're uh, building and stabilizing the asset with rents. Mm -hmm. So with, depending on the type of deal that we do, if it's a build to sell model, when we structure this syndication, as the homes start to sell and money flows into the LLC's bank account, we do a waterfall structure where 100% of all of the funds go to the investors until we pay them, get them paid off. So there's no way for our firm to profit unless we've paid off investors first. And then once they're completely out of the deal, the remaining homes that sell are what we keep as profit. And then for the build to rent model, that's usually a much longer hold period, you know, anywhere between four and seven years on average. With that model, what we're looking to do is stabilize the asset and then through increasing rents and executing on the pro form out of the years, increase the equity in that asset to the point where we can now, after a, either, you know, four to seven year period, go to the bank 
take out a new loan because the value has grown so much where we can refinance out and get the investors all of their money back. And usually what we've done is we, we do a coupon where every quarter they get, you know, usually usually an 8% pref. So they're able to get some kind of cash flow as we're uh, after it's stabilized and we've got it built. And then there's usually an equity kicker that gets paid out once the refinance happens or we sell the asset, one of the two. Yeah, that makes total sense. Um, for for our listeners here today, how do they uh, see some of the upcoming opportunities that you have? Um, do you do you list these on websites, or do you just got to be a part of uh, your investor community? They need to sign up for some sort of a newsletter. Like, how do you how do they get into your world? Yeah, so if you want to check out what we've got, you can go to our website, hbgcapital.net. That's Harry Bob Carey, capital.net, and book an intro call with us. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we want to hop on a call with each person who's interested in taking a look. We really want to take the time to understand what the long-term and short-term goals are of everybody that invests with us. And after we do that phone call, I mean, we're, you're basically good to go. We can, we can start cool. sending you stuff and get an idea because we don't want to waste your time, right? We, we really want to understand what it is you're, you're trying to achieve and whether or not we're going to be a good fit for you because I've referred people to other people in the industry because, you know, we might not be a fit for whatever reason. Right. So, um, yeah, I'd head on over to our website and uh, book an intro call and we look forward to getting to know you. Makes sense. Um, are you primarily building these communities around the Nashville area or are you spread out all over Tennessee or where are you building at today? So just Nashville right now in Middle Tennessee. The yeah. reason we really like Nashville is it checks a lot of the boxes off from a macro perspective. You know, again, I come back to that. Is money going to continue to pour into the area or the asset class that you're mm -hmm. invested in? And one of the reasons we really like Nashville, it's been one of the top 10 fastest growing cities in the United States the past seven years. And when when people are moving to an area, that means money's moving to an area. It's also got uh, no state income taxes, and there's a ton of businesses who are moving here from high-tax states like California, uh, New York, uh, New Jersey, just for the cost savings alone. And when jobs move in an area, people move to an area and money moves to an area. Uh, it's also a very business friendly state. So COVID sort of revealed this environment that we all knew was there, but it just it just blew it up and threw it in everybody's faces, yeah. which is you've got business friendly states and you've got non business friendly states. And so ever since you've had this big COVID lockdown and you've had the unfriendly business states lock out, lock everybody up. Uh, you've had just tons of institutional money and businesses pouring out of these non-friendly business states and into states like Florida, Texas, and Tennessee. So uh, we really like Nashville because we think it's got a great roadway for some long-term growth and some stability. Absolutely. I, uh, I would definitely underline that as we look at uh, national data for Think Realty, which we do on a weekly basis. Tennessee always comes up in the top five for, you know, places people want to live, places people are moving to. Um, and I just, I recently moved out of Georgia to move my residence from Georgia to Florida just because of the no state income tax. You know, it's, uh, it's a huge benefit to, to not pay 6% or whatever I was paying in Georgia. Uh, and a lot of these states are way higher than that. And so uh, to be able to move to one of these states that provide that, it's, a, it's almost like getting a, a raise for a lot of people, which is awesome. And, and it's like people are allowed, you know, their jobs are allowing them to be a lot more remote today. And so they can choose where they want to live and work from home and things like that. Um, well, that's awesome. Um, I, I, last question here. 
Um, what drives you? You know, like, I mean, obviously you're, you're, you're doing really well for yourself. You're helping investors. Um, what, what's, what's behind the, the purpose for, for Brandon Cobb, his family, what, what you have going on? I mean, what, is there, there's something that's kind of driving you from, from the back. I mean, what, what is the purpose of, of the company and what's the kind of underlying purpose of who you are? Yeah, I get a lot of fulfillment from creating unforgettable experiences with those close to me and helping other people get on a road to financial achievement where they're able to do the exact kind of same things that, you know, I'm sort of the do or, or whatever life that they want to build. I'm blessed to be in a position where I take about 60 days off a year. I've done a sibling trip with my brother and sister every single year for the past 12 years. We always go somewhere that's on somebody's bucket list. You know, I do an annual mom son trip where usually it's a uh, history based because my mom's a, a history teacher and so we'll, we'll go to places and see the history and go to the museums and just seeing her face light up is so much fun every single year you know i do the same thing with my dad um we do something that he wants to do every single year and my thinking is that when i'm on my deathbed one day if i can look back and say that i've got hundreds of these unique unforgettable experiences with those close to me that you know i've i've won at life it's not how much money i've got sitting in my bank account it's you know what's what's written on my tombstone how many lives did i touch and right now i'm really focused on one my immediate family and the relationship in life i can help give them and then the investors that we work with kind of getting them on the same path to build something that allows them to build the life that they want with their loved ones. That's I'd say that's primarily what's driving me right now. Yeah, I, I love that. I think it's so powerful to when we anchor our activity, our business activity uh, into our why and what we do. Uh, it is it is so powerful. How can they get a hold of you uh, today if they want to reach out or connect with you? Yeah, so we're on social media. Uh, you can type in Brandon Cobb, like corn on the cob. Um, I'm on just about every single platform there. And then if they want to have a conversation or learn more about us, they can go to our website, uh, hbgcapital.net. You know, if you're somebody who's interested in you know, creating passive income through unique real estate investments, uh, there's a ton of free educational resources on our website. There's our ebook, Recession Resistant Real Estate. It really dives into the different options you have for you know, what you might consider investing in, especially right now during the current economy. And then there's another ebook on there called 100 Questions Passive Investors Should Be Asking Before Investing. I, I put together that book because I had one of our current investors call me and ask if I could speak to one of his friends who lost all of their investment with a real estate investor. And this was out of California. And after speaking with the guy on the phone, there wasn't a whole lot I could do besides tell him like, you know, hey, maybe consider a lawsuit. I mean, it was gone. The paperwork, there was no paperwork. He wasn't secured. I mean, every single thing um, could have been avoided had he just been able to ask the right questions before investing. I think that's the biggest hurdle that a lot of passive investors have is they don't know what they don't know and so they don't know what questions to ask and that can get them into a lot of trouble so i wrote that book in the hopes that if i can prevent just one more person uh, from that situation happening to that that it would be a success and so you can grab that all on our website that's awesome thank you so much and i hope if you're a, a real estate investor 
that is uh, watching uh, this podcast, you will take him up on that. Uh, for someone that's put that much effort into uh, helping you ask the right questions, take him up on that. And also, if you're a passive investor, you owe it to yourself to consider these opportunities. That's why I think really brings people like Brandon to you. Uh, I, I trust Brandon, uh, I like Brandon, and, uh, and I highly recommend Brandon, especially uh, with what he's doing. I love the Build-to-Rent model. Uh, I, myself, am participating in it uh, and uh, in, in Build-to-Rent and building communities because I feel like it's one of those areas, especially in the affordable housing, and the more affordable you can make it, the, the better the thing goes, you know? But anyways, I, I, I thank you so much for being a part of the show today. Look forward to hanging out soon. Uh, Brandon and I, we, we're in a mastermind together, and I never get to hang out with him. So uh, we got to do a podcast to actually spend some time together. But I appreciate uh, you being a part today. Hey, man, I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Have a great day. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Think Really listener, for being a part of the podcast today. Uh, I want to say a quick thank you to our property or to our um, sponsor. Uh, it's brought to you by Real Property Management. Working with the right property management company can put more money in your pocket, not less. Real Property Management provides a higher standard of property management to make sure you maximize the return on your investments. Experience the real difference with Real Property Management. Uh, visit realpropertymgt.com. That's realpropertymgt.com. Two things I want you to do. Number one, if you have not already bought your tickets for Houston, I want you to go buy your tickets for Houston. Uh, that is so important for us uh, that you participate in our events uh, that we create for you. You can use, uh, you can use the uh, uh, code PODCAST, P-O-D-C-A-S-T, uh, to get a buy one, get one free ticket uh, for the event, and I want you to participate in that. Um, make sure you come to one of our two events. We put on a great show. Uh, we put a ton of content in the room. None of the content, uh, there are speakers that are selling anything to you. They're really just giving. People we tap on the shoulder and say, these are experts you need to hear, and they come out and speak for us uh, at both Houston and Tampa. Houston's the one coming up in March. I hope you'll join us there. Uh, number two, if you don't have the, our, our uh, magazine coming to your doorstep every month, I want you to jump online at thinkrealty.com and sign up uh, for our magazine coming to your door. Or you go to any Barnes & Noble and pick it up on the magazine shelf. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you have a great day. And uh, let us know if there's ever any way we can serve you. Comment below and uh, we will do our best to guide you. Have a great day. Happy investing.